0: Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with source.
1: Welcome everyone to yet another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and also all over the world. My name is Ray and my name is Heather and we your metaphysical sisters talking about all things attraction based we like to talk about the leading bleeding edge of information coming through some pretty amazing teachers Um, and we like to just take it down to the nitty-gritty how is this metaphysical stuff working in your day and your night and at breakfast and at lunch And then, you know what I mean? In the middle of the night, if you wake up to go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Is this stuff helping you? Is this information truly, truly enlivening every moment of your life? Because that is, that is what it should be doing. And so we're here to talk about it, to hopefully um, share some insights, obviously share our own stories of excitement around these principles, because they really do work when you work them. Um, and I think, you know, the great thing about uh, studying this stuff for some period of time, as many of you who are listening have been doing, it just gets better and better and better yeah. to the point where you don't, you know what I mean? You just really get it. And then these teachers like we study here on this show, like we like to go deep on the Abrahams, um, Abraham, that's Esther Hicks. Um, then then when they give you new chunks of information you're able to build upon what you already know. And right. that's when it gets exciting, you
2: know? The subtlety, for me, it's like the subtleties when I can, I can feel or sense something that they've been talking about for a while. I'm like, there it is. There it is. That's what they're talking about.
1: I feel it. I know it. I totally <laughs> love that. I, I live for that, you know? And I, you know, listen to these workshops waiting for that, that new nugget that's gonna build on what I already know. And there's been a lot of new nuggets coming through, um, you know, this, this new step four thing I've been loving. I mean, I truly, yeah. uh, you know, we'll just real brief, we'll recap what, what's happening. So Abraham, you know, has been talking about the three step process. You know, you ask, source says yes, always says yes. Step three, you got to get up to speed with the yes. You got to release all resistance to the point where you are at the place of source. The source can say, see, here it is. And so that we were all content, right? We're all happy with step one, step two, step three, the creative process. <laughs> you know, we're like, we're good to go. We got our, We got it. And then they say, oh, yeah. And there's another step. And that's when, you know, I hold my breath and, and wait for it. And then with this step four that they're talking about is that no matter what's happening in your life, you're being served. Spirit is serving you. That even in the midst of the contrast you can hang on to a place of deep joy Mm -hmm. because source is delivering in the midst of the contrast. Because it used to be when you were in the contrast that you'd fallen out of your vibrational connection, but now they're saying, oh no, it even actually gets more sweeter when you hold on to the high flying disc in the midst of contrast. And so when stuff is hitting the proverbial fan, you're already able to see the blessing even if it's un- as it's unfolding, it's really quite extraordinary. And the other part of it is is that when things do go quote unquote terribly wrong, you can rest in the sort of bosom of 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 comfort, knowing that yeah. all is truly well, even in what seems like chaos. And that that's really high flying. And I think you know one of the things that they
2: said too is that they give us the information that we're ready to receive. So. I feel like what was happening for me in my personal life was I was feeling into that right right about before they started talking about it. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is um, all this new stuff's coming because we are doing the work.
1: We're doing the work. Yeah. And and all this information is all there, but we can hear it now. You know, because right. like we were talking about, you build up that layer. And it makes sense talking
2: about it before because yeah. we weren't there
1: yet. Yeah. And it doesn't mean all the other stuff they said isn't true. It is true. And yet there's more. And I think that's what's exciting about this metaphysical work is it never is done. We're always going to be at that level of expansion and that therefore we get to embrace the contrast, too, because it's within the contrast that we get to feel the expansion. We get to feel that something is wanting to have its way And there is the relaxing with the roller coaster ride, knowing that what goes down will go up, et cetera, et cetera. And then life gets a little bit more, um, joyful, even in what seems like, uh, stress or what seems like, you know, inconsistencies. So on today's show, what we, what we're talking about specifically, we want to kind of hone in on, on a new concept that the Abrahams have been delivering and, um, Maybe many of you have experienced this, I know I certainly have, is that we talk a lot about desires, right? And that desires are source's way, spirit, high source, high energy. Desires are really source speaking through you. It is source wanting as you. And so desires are really sacred in this practice. Um, Emily Katie, you know, in, in the unity uh, school of thought, you know, always said that, you know, within the desire is the acorn and, and the oak tree is already in there. Like the absolute unfolding of what you're wanting is within that desire. So we, we take desire seriously. But what mm-hmm. I find sometimes when desires seem to be changing a lot like one day you, you're you're sure you want something and and you're all about it and then a week later even less you're feeling like God I don't want that anymore. What's happening? Well, if, if desires are are a true calling or or what spirit is calling through us, how is it that they can be kind of fickle? <laughs> yeah, you know what is going on when our desires keep changing up and what seems real one day doesn't seem so real the next and we're going to talk a little bit today about what the bleep is going on <laughs> when when you're going through that kind of roller coaster and um and to kind of set this up a little bit You know, just to give everyone some background, if you haven't been listening to the Abrahams and again, we we talk about the Abrahams Hicks work in context with unity and with metaphysical principles and with new thought in general. But they have been, you know, really honing in on this this concept um, of the high flying disc. So the the h F- HFD. D. <laughs> we need like a rap song. On the HFD.
3: <laughs>
1: so the high flying is so, uh, you know, when they talk about the high flying disc, what that means is that's where source hangs out. That's where the true you is. You know, they keep talking about the fact that only a very small percentage of you is in the physical body is in the physical earth experience is having your feet in the dirt. The rest of you is really high flying source. It is that which um, is unfolding. It is the, the sort of um, the, True creator. So when we um, when we get on the high flying disc in the physical, when we're feeling good, we're practicing our our thoughts of knowing. We're staying in the pocket of source, and we're continuing to connect into the spiritual entourage that is ours. Then the reality, quote unquote, the physical is going to reflect our true desires are really what we're asking for so the important part of this concept is understanding that whatever disc you're on (laughs) there's a lot of discs out there that's the reality that you're experiencing on the physical plane so if you're in if you're on the disgruntled disc or the complaint can we talk about the complaining disc We can Ooh. talk about it. Let's just not complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not complain about the complaining disc. But I'm just saying, <laughs> when you get on the complaining disc, oh man, the experiences that you get to experience—it's <laughs> magnetic. It is crazy, you know, and uh, and and then suddenly the whole world is complaining, right? So it's so it's really an interesting thing to step back and make some decisions early in your morning. And this is some practices they've really been honing in on and deciding what disc you're going to play on, you know, because you when you wake up, you come fresh, fresh in. Um, Are you doing anything differently now, Heather, that you have this information when you start out your day? Are you finding different practices that are keeping you on the HFD?
2: Well, I had been, you know, when they started talking about the 30 days, I was like, I'm doing the 30 days, 30 days, I'm doing it. <laughs> um, and I, I haven't done it every day. So I, I, I know this thing about myself that, you know, I can do the three to five days a week thing, but I'm not on the seven day a week plan <laughs> always. So
1: right, right. Um, it's kind of like a really good diet. It's like great yeah. until about Wednesday afternoon, and then you're like, screw it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I have to just be honest, but what I've been doing is um, I have probably three days a week where the first thing I do when I wake up is ch- is a channeling session. So like I wake up and at 6 a.m. I start to channel, and so that's to me connecting. And it's funny because I had this experience the other day with a client. I was doing a channeling session, then I did an intuitive session for somebody else, and somebody said, "Well, what's the difference?" And I was like, "Well, when I'm channeling," I'm just hanging out and listening and experiencing source work through me. Like I'm not really, I'm just like backseating it. I'm a, I'm a backseat non-driver. Love I love that. <laughs> and when I'm intuitive, I'm like connected to source. I'm feeling the source, but I'm actually involved in it and it's collaborative and co-creative. Mm-hmm. So I do both of those things. But the mornings, like that's what I like to do either or both. And also... um, I like to do my before bedtime too. Before bed, when I turn off the light and I lay down, the thing that I do in my head was go into my vision, like my dream board, but I jump into the picture of it.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm
2: like, la, 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 going around inside my dream board in my head before I fall asleep.
1: That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. You know, I find the challenge I have mostly is, is during the day. When the, you know, foibles of time and space and emails <laughs> come into my life and, you know, there are things that happen um, or, or someone will have an attitude and, um, and it'll kind of hit me in a way that will kind of send me into um, worried doubt, fear mode where I might start to entertain thoughts that are not for my highest good and they've they've got a little momentum, you know, they've they've been practiced and they're and they've got some collective consciousness that also makes them kinda of sticky.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I just have to watch myself um physically, mentally, when I start to uh get caught on something that could take me onto a trajectory. This is a new word that that Abraham has been using a lot and I really like it. That, you know, there are certain trajectories and momentum of energy. And if you start to entertain some of these negative thoughts or reacting to people or emails or you start to, you know, beat a very familiar old drum that says, you know, it never happens for me or I can't get enough or what if I mess this up? You know, you can kind of suddenly find yourself on a trajectory taking you to a disc, a complete you know the complaint bill, complaint bill. Yeah. Um, and and then for me, the the key to my practice is how to stop that trajectory. And it's tough because you you know momentum is you know snowballs do gain momentum as they roll downhill, right? So um, so part of it's just like getting up, walking around, um, doing some positive affirmations just to kind of change the the tone in my head. Um, obviously, you know, I've got Abraham always on my iPhone so I can flip that on and, and kind of just, even if I'm, I don't have a lot of time, I can tap into that energy, but it just, it's just breaking this, this, this sort of cycle that could take its way. Yeah. Uh, you know, to me, that's really important because I know that I've got to entertain the thoughts and the feelings as if my dream was already done. I got to live like the car is in the garage, you know? You know, they talk about that, you know, if you want a car, you have to have thoughts of people who have a car in a garage, not how am I going to get a car? Right. You know, so for me, it's like, how do I move into that feeling tone of, oh, no, this is done. This project, successful. This benchmark, poof, surpassed. Walking high. And you know, the other kind of little trick that I'm doing, we're going to take a quick break, is the happy song, you know, Pharrell. Oh. I listen to it every day, dude. i like from the bus to my office. I'm beaming that song, and that if you don't, if you, obviously if you've just crawled out from under a rock and haven't heard the happiness song, go Google happiness twenty four seven Pharrell, and um and just just buy that thing and get it on a loop on on your phone, and it's it's a kicker.
3: Oh,
2: and the video is really cute too, because now really I'm envisioning cute. you going. To work like you're one of those
1: people dancing in the street. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you know we could do that. We could do that. So there's all kinds of tricks of the trade. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking about desires and what is going on when our desires are changing. If indeed they're coming from source. So stay tuned. The mystery will be answered when we come back. Don't think about it. Let it-
0: Now return to Everyday Attraction and the metaphysical porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real spiritual.
1: Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here with Ray and Heather. And, If before I forget, if you have a chance, pop over to our website everydayattraction.com, and also um, pop over to Heather's website, which is resetyourmindset.net. Such a great name, resetyourmindset.net, and check out all the delicious things that she has going on. She, as she mentioned in the early part of the show, is a channel and a coach and all kinds of great things. And um, and we're gonna continue to. I got I gotta get up to speed on my blog. I've been wanting to. post more on the Everyday Attraction blog and I've just gotten behind. So here I am. I'll make a commitment to get back. So today we're talking about desires and because you were talking about how to move forward in um, when you're in the
2: middle of the day and the email comes in or something like that. And I had this happen to me recently where there was some brought up some old stuff and some animosity and everything. And I just took a step back and I was like, bottom line, I wish this person well. And I just want to separate myself energetically because we're at a different place. But I am going to be wishing this person well. And so I start sending well wishes, well wishes, well wishes. And then it like breaks it up for me or I don't feel that kind of intensity of emotion that was in a high flying disc emotion.
1: <laughs> you know, it's it's really good. And I see you do this a, a number of times and I really, I really appreciate it. And I learned from it where you got to keep remembering and we all do that we're creating our own reality so if somebody's having their own situation that doesn't mean you have to go there too and create it with them you know that you can vibrationally separate and say nope not for me and that may be there now that doesn't make them wrong it doesn't make no, them wrong not at all no it just means not a party i want to attend
2: Not I don't want to go there with them. And I actually had a conversation with my 13 year old daughter that she was asking me about something about her friends and she wants to help everybody. And she's like, oh, but mom, there's these, you know, kids, they just don't have anybody and I just want to be there for them. And she but I would see her going, you know, kind of down this path of feeling bad. And so I said, well, what if you're walking down the street and you saw someone down a hole and they said, hello, hello, come and, you know, help me would you get down in the hole with him or would you throw them a rope? And she's like, well, I'd throw them a rope. And I'm like, okay, then if you get down in the hole with them, how are you going to help them get out? And she's like, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to have to wait for a third person to come along right. with the rope. And so she's like, and then she looks at me, she goes, oh my gosh, that was such a good example. Nice. I get it now. Nice. And so she just had this big shift so, you know, I just don't ever want to go down in a hole with anybody because then neither one of us are going to be able to get out. <laughs>
1: exactly. You have to wait for a third person. Wait for Jesus. You're going to have to wait for Jesus to come and help you both out. Right. Exactly. So there but there is oftentimes this understanding that to, um, you know, to get into something with someone else is the way that you show love. And and actually, I think that that is a misnomer at right? that that is some false information. To truly show love is to hold them a place of knowing that all is truly well and that they are in the hands of the Almighty and that, and that whatever is going on with them is part of an unfolding to embrace. And that's really holding them in love, getting mm-hmm. down in there with them and agreeing with their maybe – a bit of resistance and agreeing with the resistance and not only that compounding the resistance with the agreement is not really holding them in the place of, of why I would say the highest love, you know, the highest love is to stand in the midst of, of all and know that, um, that they are, are truly, truly, uh, themselves divine beings. And I know know. that you are an expert at this because
2: one of the things I've heard you say to me is something like, I know you have, you know, I know that you know what you can do for yourself, you know, or whatever it is where you're like giving that um, remembrance of who, who I am. If I go down a path, you know, if I'm down in the hole and instead of you coming down with me in the hole, you're like, well, you've got everything you need and you're expert at this, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you for reminding me. So we don't have to, when we meet our friends who want us to go down the whole with them, we don't have to be be rude and say, oh, just get out of it. You know, <laughs> just get over it. We don't have to be like that. We can just build them up and say, you've got this. You can do this.
3: Yeah. You're exactly, good.
1: Exactly.
2: I'm here with you. You know, we're together and it's all as well. And I
1: love that about you. Well, thank you. And I, I think that that's something that I've really learned that it saves me and you to be in that place. And of course they don't do it hundred percent of the time. But when I do remember that, then I save myself as well because I remember my own power. And, you know, one thing that, that I've said many times in this show and I, and I've learned it from, from the Abrahams is, you know, the worst thing you can say to someone is I'm worried about you. You know, that's just so debilitating. You know, and what it says is I don't believe that sources is, is talking to you. <laughs> I don't believe resources are talking to you, you know, and and really um, that is not an expression of true love. True love is I know that you got this. Um, and so that mm-hmm. that's important. But also, you know, talking about this desire concept, it's interesting, too, because sometimes you can have some friends who, you know, having really, really strong desires about certain things. And then, you know, you meet him for lunch two weeks later and, and that's all like gone. There's like now, now it's a whole other dream going on. And it is, you know, it's sometimes you, um, you know, you kind of want to scratch your head and say, well, what happened to that other thing? But, but I think it's really not our business to be involved in what how Source is expressing, but to understand that, you know, we get into different places, we get into different spaces. And depending on where we are, in that vibrational scheme, it's going to influence what we're desiring. So I'm going to play a little bit of a workshop that happened uh, pretty recently, and again, we we play we play you a little little tiny little appetizer of some Abraham Hicks uh, material in in full knowing that you will go to abraham-hicks.com and just buy all the stuff that they have and go to their workshops and support them and, and love them the way we do. But we just want to play a little bit so that we can go deeper on some of this conversation about desires so that we can best support ourselves and, and one another. So if you've got some desires that are kind of all over the place, this, this is for you. Here we go. I'm
5: um. oh, so old. <laughs> you have no idea how old you are. And so I was wondering, um, um, I've been following Abraham teachings for a while, and I'm wondering why, what it is that we want changes kind of frequently. And so, for example, for the last, um, I've got a really good job that I like. I'm a professor. And for the last six months or so, I've decided that the current college that I teach at, there's a lot of cool things about it, but I want to be in a bigger city and move to. Um, a different job and as when I made that decision I was really um, cool with it and now I can't decide where that is like one minute I'll decide oh I'm going to be in Las Vegas next year and then the next minute I'm thinking oh I want to be in like a little small town in some place and um, the, the question I guess it comes from the fact that Other things that I thought I wanted changed too. Like, I thought I used to want to lose 25 pounds and have like really great abs or something, and now I'm like, I really don't care about abs and I kind of like my belly. am I getting lazy or something <laughs> it's like I've been following Abraham's teachings and like be happy about the things that you have and so I'm like who cares when that girlfriend is gonna come it's okay
6: there are so many things we want to say <laughs> uh, to let, you. let's start in a foundational place here the first easy answer to the why do I keep changing my mind is because you keep finding yourself on different vibrational discs. And so the ideas that flow to you are varied. That's part of it. When you consistently find a good feeling vibration and you practice it there on purpose, then you begin feeling a momentum is our favorite word a momentum that is taking you generally in the same direction so you're not moving all around so did you follow that when you find yourself really jumping from well maybe I want that and maybe I want that it's because you're not in the vibrational place where you're getting inspiration from that broader point of view now here's why so Everything that you've been asking for, you've been putting into this vortex. And the vortex, this vibrational reality, has been spinning and churning and gathering unto itself cooperative components. And usually you're the last of the cooperative components to join it, but nevertheless, it's there. Another way of saying it is your inner being, who has become the equivalent of all that you've been asking for, knows exactly what you're reaching for because that part of you has already become it. So another way of saying it is, we, we like to put ourselves in your vortex, in that category. We know who you've become. We know where everything you want is. And we know the path of least resistance from our point of view that will lead you to it. And even more important, we know where you stand in relationship to it. So we're offering constant impulses to help you find your way to where you want to be. That's why sometimes you feel like you want to do that and other times you feel like you want to do something else. Sometimes you're tapped in to that enthusiastic knowledge that the source within you is inspiring and sometimes you're not. And so it's to the degree of your alignment that causes those fluctuations when you realize that you get to create your own reality and that if this time-space reality has the wherewithal to inspire something within you, it has the wherewithal to deliver it, then it sort of, kind of makes you want to be more high-minded in your thoughts. Now, there are only two ways to bring yourself into alignment. Let's talk about this fiscally. Let's say, that you have a budget that you're trying to accomplish, which means earn more money or spend less money in order to accomplish the budget. And so that's sort of the mindset that a lot of people have about things. So then you wanna translate that to desires and beliefs. So if I have these desires and my beliefs are in alignment with those desires, then I feel good. But if I have these desires and my beliefs oppose those desires, then I don't feel so good. So humans translate their fiscal cluelessness, we love you so much, we do, (laughs) to a sort of vibrational misunderstanding, too, by saying, well, I want this thing that I can't figure out how to have, so I'm just going to talk myself out of wanting it. And you think, That seems logical. If I want it and I don't believe it, well then I should just stop wanting it and then I've come back into balance. But the thing that makes that not work is that there's no regression. You can't pull back from the expansion that life has caused you to accomplish. You can only move forward. So what were the things that you were speculating?
5: Um, About where I wanted to live for my next job. I live now in Alabama in uh, like a college town and so it's like one day I'll think oh I want to live somewhere in like a really small town in the woods in the Appalachian Mountains and then a couple days later I'm like I'm gonna go to Vegas and it's just um it seems really weird to me that I just keep changing my mind Well,
6: for sure what you're reaching for is something that is new and this is gonna sound odd maybe and even irritating to those of you who are coming looking for answers But we just have to say to you, unless you're on the high flying disc, the answer that we give you doesn't make any sense. We can't find a way to say to you that you don't want either one of those things. You push yourselves hard because you're not tuned into the energy, and then you become exhausted, and all you want to do is lay down. And then after you've laid down for a while, all you want to do is get up because you're tired of laying down. And so most people are living their lives sort of like that. They get tired and they rest and then they get tired of resting. And so you go from overwhelm to boredom and overwhelm to boredom. And that's sort of what you were describing there. They're going to Vegas where it's fast moving and I want to go to the Appalachian Mountains where nothing is going on. But that's an action orientation to life that has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about here. Because what we're talking about here is tuning in to the frequency of who you really are and then following the ideas that come and sometimes you're doing that and that's when those life-giving really good feeling ideas come and then you talk yourself out of those because and almost everybody does it when you think about something that you want and then you define how you're going to do it where it's going to come from who's going to bring it when it's going to come and since you don't know the answers to those questions you just introduce resistance 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 to the equation until you don't even want to go but when you talk about what you want and you think about why you want it you imagine doing it and being there and how it would feel to be in that now can you feel the life-giving qualities of that and what we're proposing here what we are submitting what we are knowing for sure for sure for sure is that when you get on that high flying disc and you dream like that you imagine like that you think those thoughts like that until you've practiced that trajectory enough until that's the dominant vibration that you've got going on and that's the momentum that you've got going then everything gets swept up in that momentum and that's something that happens with ease you don't shoot yourself in the foot by how where when and that sort of thing
1: Ooh, that's good stuff. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. When we come back, we'll break that all down and make it clear as how you can have what you want with ease and flow. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: Don't think
6: of about-
0: You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed.
1: Welcome back from you're listening to Heather and Ray here on this glorious day on Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You can also hear us on Stitcher. We're also on a couple of other networks and of course, the old iTunes podcast. You can hear all of our thousands of shows over on iTunes. Just search Everyday Attraction. So Heather, wasn't that an interesting, there was a lot going on. In there was that. a lot going on. <laughs> I love that one. It's really a lot of great information. So let's, let's try and break that down a little bit so that it's a little bit more discernible. So what I got from that, that part is this idea of, you know, if your desires are all over the place, if one day you want to go live in a mountain town with 10 people and the next day you want to live in Vegas, there is some inconsistencies with where we're focused in other words we're we're letting our situation our mind our thoughts kind of jump all over the place and not really being uh very consistent with choosing those better feeling thoughts the high flying disc thoughts so that kind of you know that kind of made sense to me that that would be a one reason why you might be feeling such extreme desires from one day to the next or having things change so much you know
2: which is is similar but yet different from wavering. Like wavering is one day you want to say yes and one day you want to say no to something. Um, this
1: is like having different exa- different things. Yeah, different lifestyles, different ways of being in the world. But you can imagine though, if your thoughts and your you know your intuition even is is really tied to the vibration that you're on, if we want to get technical about it, if you're, if you're hanging out in a certain vibration, which has to do with the combination of your thoughts and feelings, then you're going to have desires and even intuitions that are going to match that vibration. it's all part of this grid talk that they've been talking about. You know, there's a certain type of a path that is available on a disc. And so really the key to this whole thing how to how to get through this is to be more consistent in our focus of how we're thinking and feeling and really kind of taking the reins back and starting to work and work with our mind rather than our mind working with us. Right. Right. And and I think that's when you kind of separate the men from the boys in that point. You know, you start to really begin to hone this metaphysical practice when you can say, "All right, that thought no longer serving me, therefore it's cut off. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm dropping it like a hot potato. You know, and and what's exciting about that that one part of of the segment that we just listened to is that that our inner being, the divine self, already knows exactly what we truly, truly want. Mm-hmm. Was it? Didn't you get like a little sigh of relief? It's like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled about that
2: because yeah. it takes the pressure off. It's like you don't have to know everything. Well, and then they said you don't have to know how, when, where, what, why. I mean, you do have to know why, but you don't have to know all the, the details. Um, what I liked about it, too, was how they talked about if you're manifesting from boredom or overwhelmment and, and going back and <laughs> forth from bo- boredom to overwhelmment. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. I, do, I don't know if anybody else does this. <laughs> I do that like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for one day where I just don't have to do anything at all. And then finally, I'll get that one day. It's probably not a whole day, but it's like a couple hours. And I'm like, what should I do? I'm bored. (laughs) This is weird. I I lay down and took a nap. And now I don't know what to do. I need to move to
1: Vegas. Let's move to Vegas. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So of course, you're going to manifest a different thing on the, you know, if you're in boredom, you're going to manifest one thing. If you're in overwhelm, you're going to manifest something else. And neither one of those things do you really want. Or at least I don't. I mean, I'm not judging that you don't, but possibly
1: you don't. Yeah. And they were talking about it's, it's like trying to get back to that middle road where you're not in overwhelm and you're not in boredom, but you're kind of straddling the middle part where you're where you are, you know, being intrigued by your life. Your life is interesting. Um, and yet you're not, you know, having to lay down on the couch every night and just try to recuperate before the next morning when I mean, you want to find that middle ground. And that has to do with the thoughts and the, and the feelings that you're choosing to entertain, to bring over for tea, you know, Be- and again, the good news is who you really are and the path of least resistance to get that source already has that nailed down. You know, it's already, it's already, and, and your spiritual entourage, which I, that's really the show I want on HBO is the spiritual entourage story where where you really get to see how loved and how cared for you are and how you have these energies around you 24/7 that are are like come this way come this way mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they they're like this big you know crew uh, you know uh, you know we Heather and I both grew up in and well in Different times in California, but specifically, you know, dealing with the whole Hollywood thing where, you know, they've got this, your spiritual entourage is like this big movie set that just keeps kind of moving you trying to get you to be the leading role <laughs> you know? yeah you know it's like this way this way move that truck you know so there's that idea that you know that you've got all this support so just relaxing and knowing that you don't have to be in overwhelm or boredom because you're not really the one that has to figure out how to make it happen you're not um, driving it yeah. you're not driving it. it's autopilot jesus take the wheel <laughs> and all that you know what i'm saying <laughs> So they did say something that that I really loved is that we have to be more high minded. High minded. Now that doesn't mean you have to like, you know, cut the crust off your sandwiches. We're not talking about, you know, that kind of high minded. We're talking about <laughs> the the highest mind that sources is is truly you. What are the best thoughts that you can be thinking? What are the best outcomes that you can be using your imagination to play through rather than what's the worst case scenario, which oftentimes is a bad habit we have, you know, what's the worst case scenario? Let me play that through. Oh, stop the madness. You know, if we knew that that was practicing something we didn't want, we wouldn't do it. So what is it that we, you know, that we really get to do in our physicalness to tap into that high mindedness, and and that self talk, you know, we really have to wake up from the fact that, that you don't need to talk yourself out of anything, you need just to allow the alignment to move through you. It is a lot of getting out of the way, isn't it?
2: Yeah. <sighs> well, and for some people, they say, you know, that that old saying easier said than done. It, and, and I've had people people ask me before, well, how do you let go? It's like, well, that's a great question. How do you let go? It's actually not really um, an action. I mean, I guess it is an action, like a letting go. Um, It can
1: be, you know, we've often talked about, you know, just take something and drop it and just have that experience of dropping something can kind of help you, you know, move to that point of letting go. But sometimes momentum is tough. So, you know, it is a, sometimes you're going to have to just distract yourself like go to a movie or go walk your dog or something just to break the cycle, you know, go jump in a cold bath. I mean, that'll, that'll move you. But I mean, it is that situation that if you can drop it, great. If not, you're going to have to distract yourself because that momentum isn't serving you. But I think what's, what's interesting, what happens is that we begin to practice this high-flying disc, the high-mindedness. We're choosing the thoughts. We're aligning. We're seeing that everything is for us. Nothing is against us. I love that. Thank you, Jerry. Everything is for me. Nothing is against me. Everything, everybody everywhere wants to help me. That was another Jerryism that I love. Everybody everywhere wants to help me. Um, when we start to practice these thoughts and we begin to align with the source energy that is using and breathing that energy, Uh, vibration all day, every day, we start to get these really big desires. And I think that freaks us out Mm
3: -hmm. because
1: we go, whoa, I'm now seeing Taj Mahal kind of desires. And that's when we start to talk ourselves out of having it, right? Because we have no idea.
2: And I think it's because we talk ourselves out of having it because we have this thing that we call judgment, where we think we have to judge is, are we worth it? Is it possible? You know, those kinds of things. But if we just allow ourselves to go with the flow in that, well, I'm having this this vision or this um, inkling for some reason, you know, it's sources bringing me to this picture or this feeling or this thought or this memory or whatever it is, this vision. Um, let's just be here and let's hang out, see what happens.
1: Yes. And that is really, you know, this opportunity to stay going at that speed, you know, it, Abraham often talks about, you know, take a plane going 600 miles an hour in the sky and it's all good. Take that down to resistance on the ground and have that plane on the ground. It's it's not a pretty sight. So we want to keep moving that place of being able to hold on to the momentum of our desires, especially when we've been practicing aligning and we kind of get these visions and we get these big pictures of who we are and what we're here to do. But to stay out of that idea that then you got to go make it happen. You got to then remember the entourage. Remember that it's really truly about just staying on that vibration and allowing the universe to deliver, 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 and, and just be able to manage that, that high vibration. I think that is really where it gets interesting. Um, because once you've been on that high flying disc for X amount of days and the momentum starts to pick up now, the, the work quote unquote is to, is to manage that and not, uh, and not let it get overwhelming, you know, or and what, what's you know. cool about what you're saying
2: too, uh, Ray, is that when you allow the universe to deliver it to you you're not doing anything you're just being and it feels like you're supposed to do something (laughs) you know so we're not you know we have this tendency to micromanage or want to fix things or change things up but if we could really just be in that connection with source and allow the universe or a spiritual entourage to deliver it for us. That's the easiest thing. There's less doing involved in that. Um, And yet it seems like some people would say, well, it's very difficult to allow that process. So it's kind of this whole
1: dichotomy, you know. Well, it's it's once you get on that, and they often use the merry-go-round as another expression. Once you get on the fast-moving merry-go-round, you know, really what you want to do is just focus on staying on not strategizing how you're going to get off, you know, not jumping, you want to just start to manage and get your balance with that high flying energy. And, and part of that too, is, is understanding that you will be given your action points in the moment that you're to take action and not before and not after, like, you're not going to miss the boat. And you're not going to get a ton of information before you're ready to act. So part of it's that agility. I mean, it really sometimes is akin to being an athlete where you're, you've are you practiced and practiced and practiced, but now during the competition, you're just, you know, you want to get into the zone and then you want to be able to just naturally move when spirit moves you, when you are moved to take action. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's like a no dab because people and circumstances and opportunities line up. Right. Um, but but this whole thing about intuition I think is really interesting because intuition is the spiritual entourage saying go this way, go this way, it's yep. over here, it's That's behind all it. Is. Yeah. It's and you know, we all
2: have it. There's not like some people are intuitive and some people aren't are not. It's just some people are listening to, to spirit and some people are not.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then when you haven't practiced being on the high flying disc, when you've been allowing circumstances to have its way with you, and you've been kind of on and off and on and off and in disgruntlement and in and frustration and in and out of this and you have a couple of moments of reprieve and you take taking You know, if you're kind of all over the place, what you call intuition, actually at that level of vibration may just be old belief systems that are not serving you. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes the prompt to act when we're on the lower level of energy is more stuff about how to get out of something and how to run away and how to avoid than it is about how to co-create with spirit. It's really interesting. So, you and know, it's true. I have my
2: own examples and proof of that.
1: <laughs> right, right. did <In> there. <laughs> Let's got not talk that. About, yeah, we have like four. I, I we just in my a couple relationships came up. Like, oh, that was a that was definitely a low flying disc when I made that choice. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, that was fun. Heller. <laughs> but you know, I think I think it is really interesting to sort of, uh, you know, understand at a deep level that that source can only talk to you. Really, truly, when you're when you're in the vibrational zone of source. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just your mother speaking to you. <laughs> you know, It's, it's, you know, it's, it's that third grade teacher that told you you couldn't draw, you know, that that's kind of like all the craziness comes up when you're not, um, you know, moving in that high vibration. And so really, the discernment, as we come to the end of our show today, is your only work is to align with that higher energy, yep, and to release anything that isn't serving you, and to really give yourself permission to say no, and get thee, get thee back, <laughs> as my old Baptist upbringing would say, get get thee back, Satan, of um, anything that isn't serving you that is missing that mark, to really say no, and then have the the open field of the yes of that higher energy that is truly who you are. And it's magnificent to be on the ride with that energy. And to to
2: remember that anything that you would have said, maybe you did it wrong up until this moment, let's say, not looking at it as anything's wrong at all, because the contrast has brought you such clarity and it's all perfect. And today is the first day of the rest of our lives. And we're all going to go in we're going to go up into the high flying disc and we're going to go down. That's just a given because we're human. So it's all perfect. It's more about just being in that deliberate creation versus the reactionary place.
3: Yeah. It
1: gets more fun. It gets more refined and it is exciting then to be in co-creation with that entourage. So Heather, thank you for this hour. I hope that um, what you've heard here will be with you and be serving you that's our intent as we do this show to not only have an an excuse to dive into this material more deeply but also our hope is that you're being blessed by this material in the way that we are so we thank you all so much for joining us again this is Everyday Attraction with Heather and Ray and we will look forward to seeing you next time all is well
0: Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity.
3: Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Whether you love the
6: Bible or hate it, turn to it daily, or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap, is a program designed just for you here on Unity FM. Unity Minister Rev Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey, isn't that just what you are seeking? Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern for The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev Ed
3: Townley, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word.
4: In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus took time for prayer, contemplation, and conversation with God. This example of Jesus struggling to accept the path before Him has inspired humanity through the ages. Just as Jesus prepared Himself for His final ordeal and ultimate triumph, I prepare myself for challenges with prayer. I affirm the aspects of my personal and spiritual nature that I want to express more fully. At the same time, I am fearless in examining the ways I do not yet apply those qualities in daily life. By staying prayed up, I make wise choices in all that I think, say, and do. Every challenge becomes an opportunity for new growth and transformation. And every blessing becomes a lesson in the power of prayer.
0: Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word digital magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right. Centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com.
4: Chris Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net.